Daily Drive is brought to you by Reynolds & Reynolds, the industry leader in automotive technology. Find out what Reynolds is up to in the digital retailing space by visiting reyrey.com slash retail anywhere. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash retail anywhere. I'm Jamie Butters, Chief Content Officer at Automotive News. Welcome to Daily Drive for Monday, June 14th. When auto sales fall, as they did last year or during the Great Recession, the average vehicle on the road gets older faster. But remember how everything in 2020 was unprecedented? The COVID recession certainly did not follow the patterns of recent downturns. Not only did production and sales fall off precipitously in the first half of the year, driving itself went down and stayed down. In fact, a lot of people just parked their cars and trucks and didn't bother to keep them registered and insured. To help us tease out how the pandemic affected the number of light vehicles in operation in the U.S. and their ever-increasing age, I spoke with Todd Campo, Associate Director of Aftermarket Solutions at IHS Market, the information and analysis giant. It does a census, more or less, with its annual study of vehicle registrations in every U.S. state. His team provides insights for auto dealers, service departments, independent repair shops, and auto parts retailers like AutoZone and O'Reilly, as well as manufacturers of replacement parts. Will people re-register those idled vehicles to drive to work or just to sell into the red-hot used car market? How is ownership behavior evolving? And just how durable are autos these days? Some of the answers may surprise you. We caught up with Todd Campo at his home office in Metro Detroit. Hello, Todd Campo, and welcome to Daily Drive. Glad to be here. IHS Market has its annual report out uh, on the average age of vehicles in operation, and the the magic number, the average number, has topped 12, rising to 12.1 years. A jump from 11.9 years at the start of 2020 was a, a bigger one than usual. What happened? So a lot of factors contributed to the, the acceleration in the average average age of the vehicles going into 2021. I mean, it's it's news to nobody that we experienced a, a pandemic last year, and it changed a lot of things uh, with the way people interacted with their vehicles. So some of the contributing factors certainly were we saw a reduction in new vehicle sales. We saw really, I mean, people put their car in their garage because they didn't necessarily know what they were going to do with it. Uh, vehicles weren't accumulating miles. And so a typical behavior that we see of vehicles going off the road and coming on the road was was certainly interrupted with, uh, you know, so much else in our lives last year. Yeah. So there was the, the huge drop in sales and that would make the vehicles get older, but there were also people kind of just parking their cars and letting them go unregistered. Yeah, that was a little bit of the surprising thing for us was was that typically when you see a reduction in new vehicle sales, you might expect that average age should ramp up a lot, but it actually was muted a little bit by the fact that uh, we saw a lot of vehicles coming off the road. You know, it still was faster at average age growing by about two months over previous years to, like you said, 12.1. But uh, we certainly believe that keeping that uh, scrappage level, albeit higher than normal, a little bit uh, contained was that uh, people were parking their vehicles in their garage, some registering them, some not registering them. And so that all combined to contribute to what we saw as what we think will be a one-year increase in velocity, basically, in the growth of the average vehicle age. 
so you think this is kind of a, a one-year thing? You don't see, I uh, you know this year has been uh, sort of challenged on the production side, although sales have uh, continued so far. Yeah, we've actually been pleasantly surprised in uh, 2021. There's been a lot of reporting on the chip shortage that is causing a lot of pain, I, I would say, around new vehicle sales. But the dealerships and the manufacturers are, are still finding a way through that. And we're actually seeing more sales than we expected for 2021. We've actually revised our new sales expectations up this year to 16.8 million based on our current forecasts, which is, which is actually a little bit higher than we expected for 2021. And so uh, we believe that is going to certainly create a little bit of a headwind for average age growing at the same rate it did in 2020, as well as the fact that prior to uh, this question, I alluded to the fact that we think that some people allowed their vehicles to come off the road and just didn't register them for all of 2020. And so they effectively came out of the active population. We believe that there's a potential that some of those vehicles will come back into the active population, uh, especially driven this year by the, the used vehicle market that's really on fire. Right. Because if you had taken thought your car wasn't going to be worth using in 2020, uh, there's certainly somebody ready to use it now. <laughs> Absolutely. The catalyst is there to either you know, get your vehicle registered and use it yourself. Or if you're not going to, the residual value that you're getting for your used vehicle right now is something that uh, we haven't seen in a very long time. And, uh, you know, I, I think like many things we've seen throughout the course of the pandemic, it's a supply and demand thing. You know, the challenge on the new vehicle supply, even though we're seeing good new vehicle sales, there's a challenge on the supply side for new vehicles. Uh, and so some of those purchasers who may have a specific vehicle in mind that they want to buy, uh, we believe they may be going over to the used market and effectively driving the value of used vehicles higher. And, and I think that's really going to be a catalyst for people who might be sitting on a vehicle that they don't know if they're going to need to just go ahead and sell it. So if some of those get re-registered, they would return to the active fleet and then that would push the average age up some, right? It has the potential to do that. We do believe that some of the vehicles that were were parked, so to speak, uh, maybe below that average age threshold of 12.1. And so that would kind of serve as a, uh, a little bit of a headwind as well. So that's what we think. We think with higher new vehicle sales and some uh, very viable vehicles that left the road of a younger age range coming back into the fleet could also be a headwind for average vehicle age growth, helping to kind of level it off so that we don't see that same rate of change come January, 2022. So last year was unusual because the sales fell by so much. You know, this seems like the uh, looking at the charts and just from years of covering the industry, you know, the average age seems to always get, always gets older a little bit each year. The other time it really increased, right, was uh, during the Great Recession, kind of that 2008 to 2012, when sales were very low for a long period of time. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I've been asked uh, several times about that comparison between the Great Recession and uh, the pandemic-driven COVID-19 2020 year we just experienced. And we do believe that they're pretty substantially different in I guess, cause and effect. Obviously, we all know the cause was different. But effectively, from a vehicle perspective, during the pandemic, we didn't have the same supply challenge as we saw during the Great Recession. In the Great Recession, there was supply of vehicles. 
and we were trying to stimulate people to buy them. We were trying to increase demand during the Great Recession. Whereas during the pandemic and coming out of it in 2021, there's not a supply, but there's a lot of demand. And so we're seeing a lot of vehicles move, change hands. We're seeing a lot of new vehicles come into the fleet. You know, we, we had some economic challenges, but during the Great Recession with the housing market challenge and, you know, manufacturers going bankrupt, people seemed a lot more um, cautious. Uh, whereas right now, um, you know, I think people are, being appropriately cautious, but the demand is definitely very high right now for vehicles, both new and used. Yeah, well, this time we had uh, a lot more federal stimulus and uh, <laughs> including uh, a much more uh, available credit uh, in the market than there was <laughs> uh, during, that, during that time. We called the Great Recession, you know, especially here in the auto industry, but of course, to a lot of folks, it's really the global financial crisis. You know, it, it did start with financing and the the inability to finance sales or production for that matter, you know, really, really took a bite out of, of activity. Absolutely. Todd, the thing that always blows my mind about this number, uh, this idea that the average uh, vehicle on the road is more than 12 years old. I feel like sometimes a lot of times people talk about it like cars last 12 years now, but of course uh, it's, it's much longer that than that. Is it, is it like double and, Talk me through some of those numbers. I mean, what is the, the shape of the market and, and how long can people expect cars to last? Like 25 years or something? That's a very good question. Uh, I think there's a combination of factors that certainly go into the longevity of a vehicle. Uh, to, to your first question, uh, yes, with the average age being 12.1 years of age, um, you know, it's I wouldn't say it's a full half that are beyond that, but it's nearly that. Um, with, you know, 120 million or more vehicles on that side of the average age, as opposed to um, those that are 12 years and younger. Uh, there are many in that 16 uh, to 25 year range that are, you know, still by all accounts, uh, active and in use regularly. Uh, and, and so absolutely, 12 is not the average is the average it's not the end of life for a vehicle uh, i think your estimation a double is um i think that's one something we're trying to come to to a better understanding of as well historically a 25 year old vehicle and even many state dmvs by the way uh, policies reflect this historically a 25 year old vehicle was considered a collector vehicle or an antique vehicle uh, i believe that some of the uh, vehicles that we're seeing reach 25 years and still be in the active population are kind of blurring that line between what's tr tr traditionally been considered a classic or an antique vehicle or a daily driver, so to speak. Uh, so I think absolutely, you know, in that range, probably 20 to 25 years is, is more than reasonable today. But really, I don't know that you can just look at the age of vehicle in the absence of the miles that that vehicle is accumulating over time. Uh, and that's one of the things that I think is interesting about what we experienced in 2020 in the pandemic and the ongoing changes that we may see in, you know, everybody likes to say the new norm, um, right. but coming out of the pandemic, there's going to be many vehicles for individuals who have shifted to work from home where you know they may decide to sell their vehicle and shrink their fleet they may decide to keep it uh, for those who keep it but work from home 
they're likely going to accumulate a fraction of the miles and more importantly, a fraction of the rush hour severe miles than they did when they were driving into the office every day, 200 days a year. And so that really has the potential to create a situation where we could have many more old vehicles in the coming years that actually have pretty reasonable mileage. And that could push those really old vehicles uh, to even higher, higher numbers potentially. We'll be back for more with Todd Campo of IHS Market right after this. As online experiences exploded this past year, it was clear dealers needed an approach that kept them in business for the long term. Chris Walsh, Casey Edwards, and Dave Bates, Top Reynolds executives, sat down to discuss today's digital retailing landscape. Here's an excerpt from that roundtable discussion. So what are dealers trying to do to get this fully online and online to in-store experience? I mean, that's a great question, and honestly, it's, a, it's kind of a hard one to answer because retailers are kind of defining and using digital retailing differently. You know, to some dealers, it's selling a car. To other, it's sales and F&I, and they, they tend to be approaching it in chunks versus, you know, kind of a holistic, holistic approach, and then you end up just focusing on one or two things when you need to focus on, you know, more of a big picture. Digital retailing is dealership operations, period. Reynolds' Retail Anywhere approach focuses on streamlining dealership operations and improving profitability. For more information about this big-picture, holistic approach, visit reyrey.com slash retail anywhere. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash retail anywhere. So, you know, I guess you, you mentioned that number that's over, over 12 years, like 120-some million. Remind the listeners, I mean, how many... How many vehicles are we talking about on the road in the U.S.? Is like how many million? Yep. So January of 2021, our numbers were at right around 279 million, uh, down from January of 2020, where we were at 200, almost 281 million. So we came down a, basically a fraction of a percent during the pandemic. Uh, but yeah, there's 279 plus million vehicles on the road in the United States for light vehicles, which would be passenger cars and light pickup trucks, right, SUVs, right. CUVs, and so forth. So you said uh, EV electric vehicles are approaching about 1 million of those 279, and the average age of those has stayed at only about four years. How does that happen? Does, do the sales have to keep uh, doubling every year to keep that kind of a, of a steady state to the age? And, and where do you see, when do you see that changing? How do you see that playing out? I, I think you hit the nail on the head there, Jamie, that uh, we've essentially been seeing nearly uh, double growth. I wouldn't say it's quite double, but we're, we sit at near a million and many of those are model years 2018 to current with 2017 and before still making up uh, a portion of that population. But absolutely, the average age of the electric vehicle is being moderated by the fact that we're seeing you know, 50, 60, 70% increase in new EV sales each year right now. So there will come a time as that happens where the volume on the older ones is substantial enough that it will begin to cause that average age to grow, but we're certainly not at that point yet. And you know, I, I would wager we'll be kind of vacillating back and forth between upper threes, lower fours, below five, let's say for uh, for several more years, if the electric vehicle growth continues similar to how it has for the past few. 
I guess, you know, and again, we're just sort of talking about the math here of these large numbers, but it seems it's it's important to remember, right? Even if auto, even if EV sales grow to 5% or 10%, that would be the percentage of the current sales. It's going to take a long time for five or 10% of the cars on the road to be electric. Absolutely. You, you have to moderate all of those calculations by that 279 million vehicle f- fleet. And so, sure, as it approaches, you know, it, it's a little ways away right now, but as it approaches five and 10% of new vehicle sales, that certainly is a, a great milestone and it's great news for the adoption of electric vehicles. But even 10% of a 16 million sales year is, you know, 1.6 million, which is very respectable, but then you compare that to 279 million. Again, it's like you said, it's large numbers. That's, you know, a fraction of a percent of the existing vehicle fleet. And so for EV volume to grow in VIO, we need to begin to see those 1.6 millions continue and then see them continue to be registered and see them enter the used channel and see their longevity begin to extend as it goes out past first owners even. As Associate Director of Aftermarket Solutions, are you have you noticed any changes in ownership behavior? How long first owners keep a car, or how long the second owners keep it? Really, uh, what we've seen drive that, and and it's not this is not an EV specific phenomena. Across the board, we've seen increased terms on loans. You know, as vehicle values have continued to increase, and they've, I mean, really, uh, you may mention the Great Recession that happened a little over a decade ago now, uh, vehicle values have continued to rise year after year after year as more technology comes on them. And we actually have seen people move towards light trucks more than passenger cars, which also is a, is a factor in cost. And so with that, we've seen loans go from 60 months to 72 months to 84 months. And so based on that, our expectation is that yes, the first owner is holding that vehicle longer It'd be hard to put a specific number on if it's, you know, 84 months versus 72 months right now. But uh, but we certainly do think due to the longer terms, people are uh, maintaining that vehicle in their fleet for a longer period of time. That makes a lot of sense. It's a good thing the cars are so durable. Absolutely. Todd, thank you so much. It's been uh, great to speak with you and uh, and get your thoughts on on this important study that everybody looks at every year. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jamie. Good talking to you. We reached IHS Markets' Todd Campo in Metro Detroit. That's Daily Drive for Monday, June 14th. For breaking news, go to autonews.com. And for a library of more than 300 Daily Drive interviews, go to autonews.com slash daily drive. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow.